This one goes out to Ashton, who wanted a little disturbed on a Total Request Tuesday. We're doing angry music, Gordon, because folks are angry today. This song is called Down With The Sickness? Hey. You know, I wouldn't want up with the sickness, would you? No, but... It does have an angry feel to it, sure though, does. doesn't it? Yeah, people uh, people are angry out there. That's all right. Which means you care. Nobody, nobody's uh, excited about a, a loss to the Thunder no, at home. We're, we're trying to help you get through it. So go ahead and get the anger out, and then we'll move on from this point forward. Well, and, you know, unless they have more devastating losses, then the 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 anger will continue, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to bring that up, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with FlexLease now through December 26th when you visit the Sprint store near Shoe. Joining us, of course, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack, live from Minneapolis. Bowler, what's uh, what's the weather looking like out there, buddy? Uh, you know, it's... it's uh... I think, you know, maybe a stroll a little bit later. Um, <laughs> stroll. Just got here, and um, according to my phone, 17 below wind chill. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. Is that one of those conditions where you go out for a walk and then someone sneaks up behind you and flicks your earlobe and then your ear Oh, that'd be good. Off? I'd probably lose an ear like yeah. that, Gordo. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, it's one of those nights where when we got off the plane, got onto the bus, got off the bus into the hotel – it just sucks the wind right out of you. I mean, it's just one of those, you know, if you've been, you know, you get into that cold below, you know, five below and, and, and on, it just kind of just takes the wind right out of you, man. It's, it is it is bitterly cold up here, absolutely. It's much different than what we left uh, this afternoon in Salt Lake. So, Bowler, what's colder, the weather up there or the jazz <laughs> shooting? <laughs> oh, man, I'd say I wish I had all the answers. I wrote down a bunch of uh, notes that we can discuss, but, yeah, it's, no, the inconsistencies, you know, come to mind, guys. I mean, right off the bat, and it's and Gordo, it's you're right. It's not only offense, but I think it's defense that that jumps into the, all these categories as well. So, you know, take your pick. Uh, one night, nineteen threes go down. The next night, you get six. Uh, you can't hit a floater. You can't hit a mid range shot. Uh, and then one night, you know, you're throwing dunks down and uh, look like all is well, but. Not the case. I mean, this team is a head scratcher. Uh, there's a lot of comments out there by fans who uh, expected more. And you know, I was thinking about that too on the flight in today. You know, the expectations uh, this summer were just you know out of sight. And look, I, I think it's we got something we should discuss is the expectations are threefold. Look, I know the media, national and local, were, were exceptionally excited to see the signings. Fans also are smart. They saw, they saw who the Jazz signed as well, Conley, Bogdanovich, Jeff Green, uh, Moutier, and Ed Davis. And I think, again, media fans and the players themselves, uh, the expectations, they fall in that category as well because, I, look, they're smart. They saw who the Jazz signed, and that's why a couple, three of them indicated they came here to play with the likes of Gobert and the likes of, of, of uh, Donovan Mitchell and to be coached by Quinn Snyder. So, that's another part of this whole crazy equation is, you know, who's in the wrong? Is did everybody was everybody off, or is this just something that's going to work itself out? I mean, I've answered or tried to answer this question for the last couple of weeks, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still scratching my head on where to point the finger. If you even point it, or you just said this is what it is, and leave it as this, and maybe the Jazz worked this thing out. So it's uh, there's a lot of lot of conversation to have on where the Jazz are right now. 
Craig Bowler Jack is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, uh, after the game last night, a couple of national guys out there sent out some tweets about Dante Exum, and it seemed to get kind of the Dante Exum crowd, the defenders, riled up on Twitter. And I'm just curious, where are you at with him, um, his still potential? Should he be playing more? What do you What do you think about Dante's current status? Well, again, another great discussion point, guys. Um, I, I Again, when – Let's start kind of at point one. After the injury, uh, he just you know the, the Jazz said he's back, and it would take time for him to fit in. And I don't know if you can really fit a player in uh, unless you play him. And so I'm looking at the fact that he's played now 11 games and he's averaged seven and a half minutes per per night. I, I don't know if you can actually ever anyone very few can establish themselves in seven and a half minutes on the floor. Now, that seven and a half doesn't come all at once. It's uh, three and a half in the first half and four minutes in the second. And uh, the pressure is immense to, to, you know, to, to prove yourself when you get that opportunity. So let's start there. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know if you try to put Dante into the, uh, the seat above Moutier and you just try it and see what happens. Uh, but then again, there are some who believe that Dante has had a couple of opportunities and has not taken advantage, still can't hit a shot, still doesn't seem to be confident on his drive. He's had multiple injuries, as we all know. So, again, it's up for debate. And, you know, when a team's trying to win, that's the other part of this this issue, is that it's hard to try to implement the return of a player during that process. When you're winning, it's easy. Uh, but when you're losing, then it's more difficult to try to give a guy like Dante and push him ahead of Moutier, who has more experience and obviously is trying to work his game as well. And that's one reason why he came here was to be better coached and to improve his game. But again, it seems like this isn't just one or two players. This is like a bad flu that has run through this team from you know top to bottom and everyone's trying to get healthy. I don't think they can do it all at once. Maybe it's one player at a time, but there's got to be a starting point. But your, your question, though, Jake, with Dante has been some, something we've discussed for three years, right? And still we don't know truly who he is, what he possesses. What he does give us is athleticism. I know that, and also length. I'm not sure how he uses it and where the Jazz go with him from here. Bowler, if I had five bucks for every time I've heard you say good look in uh, various broadcasts, I could uh, pay Austin's mortgage. Uh, really? I think, well, yeah, I, I think I could. So my question for you is... Uh, Good luck in the sense of the are, shot uh, yeah. on the floor? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Are, are, are you satisfied with the shots the Jazz are getting, and are they just missing them? Or are they not moving the ball enough? Are they trying to do too much individually? What is the problem with a team that was supposed to have an improved shooting uh, stroke collectively well, this season? Cordo, I tell you, that's another great question, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's, for, it's a great debate subject, is that when the Jazz play well, what do they do? They move the ball. 32 assists the other night, right? And so you think, okay, all is well. It's against Memphis, a lower-tier team that's struggling themselves. And then all of a sudden, the Jazz don't move the ball, and players seem to be more interested in one-on-one play. And I'd say the shot that I thought that Conley would bring and the one that Donovan had, had gotten pretty good at, and I know fans have tired of it, and Joe has the ability to hit this shot as well, but it's the one that you're about eight feet out, and we call it, you can call it whatever you want, dead ball, high floater, knuckleball, but it's just a float shot, right? That won't find its way down. Conley's in this discussion as well. 
And, you know, it's it should be a high-percentage shot. You're eight feet out, and that one's the head-scratcher. But to get back to your original question, Gordon, I truly believe from where I sit, and now since we've moved from the floor up, I see the floor and the way that it kind of develops, and I see open shots. I see I see players open, and the definition of should be able to hit that shot, that's what NBA players get paid to do. Uh, but I don't see a lot of shots going down at the moment. On nights when they beat teams, absolutely. Again, against Memphis, you're in the high 50s in both floor and three, and they're killing it from the free throw line. But last night uh, against OKC with very good guard lines, by the way, uh, and Schroeder coming off the bench, I mean, he's a dynamic. He could be a sixth man of the year at the way he played last night. But uh, I think that's where you get uh, – you know, I think concerned that the Jazz have looks but just can't make shots. That was a, that was a conversation we had with the the team of Rubio and Crowder and Favors and even Grayson Allen and Kyle Korver before. And this was supposed to be a team that was able to shoot the ball much better, and it has not been the case to this point. And that also equal equals into the bench. And the discussion also points at the bench: how good are they? How deep are they? And what do they do when they get on the floor to try to protect the lead or at least try to make up? Uh, a deficit, and that's kind of gone awry as well. Bowler, of course, you get a little glimpse inside of the curtain. Uh, you get to travel with these guys and and watch practice and those sorts of things. And by no means do I want you to uh, you know say uh-huh. anything you shouldn't. But can you give us an idea of how Donovan is handling this adversity? You know, Jake, another good one. Uh, look, I, I want to go on record as saying this, is that, yeah, Matt and T and I and our crew, we're privileged, I think, one of maybe a half a dozen teams in the league that, you know, allowed to go into shoot around of practices. But that curtain is only open so far for us. So, you know, I get a peek. I, I get maybe an eyeball and a half in there on occasion. But behind closed doors and when they walk off the floor, it's kind of more of a of – a, of a, a private scenario, but from what I've seen so far, I've seen no infighting, uh, but yet I can't get into the head of Donovan. I can't get into the head of Gobert or Bogdanovich. And, you know, I talk to them, but again, they're also protecting, you know, uh, the team uh, themselves. And I get that. I mean, we've all been around a long time when you talk to professional athletes and coaches, there's coach speak, there's player speak. And we ask questions, and we hope to get you know solid answers. Sometimes you catch one when a player is frustrated, and the truth really pours out of a player. Carl Malone, for example, did it often when he uh, had issues. Gordon, you remember those days, right? Yep. Carl Malone walking in, I'll stay ten minutes, and he stayed three hours. Mm-hmm. And and those are the days you just sit back and let a player talk and and let things out. I don't know if Donovan's at that point yet, um, you know, or Rudy or Bogdanovich, but I think I do sense, I'm going to say this, I do sense frustration with, with those three bigs, those three, the Jazz big three right now, and why isn't this thing coming together? And I know they're trying to stay positive. I had a long talk with Donovan in Toronto, and I thought, you know, he's very mature for his age. Um, you know, the other question is, all these guys have their own side interests as well, and how much does that impact uh, the play and how many of them are looking also to gain, you know, access to potentially, you know, uh, you know, postseason awards. You, you got to think of it, right? I mean, Donovan's on Team USA, and he was and Popovich praised him. Rudy's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Bogey came here as one of the top scorers last year for Indiana and a deadly three-point shooter. And so, all those things do come into play. They have to, right? And so, hopefully, 
that isn't an issue and that they find a way to blend. And I think fans, from what I've been, you know, people who bombard me at games ask, what's the problem? You know, and I, and I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was probably agreed that it's going to take some time. But the Jazz will play their 25th game uh, tomorrow night against Minnesota. And I think that's where probably the frustration lies now with the fan base for the Jazz is that now we're 25 games in and what was the, the conversation of the, 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 these, new, these new faces getting to know one another, that seems to be wearing thin. I think it wears thin, too, in the locker room. And hopefully they'll fix it. I mean, there's some athletes on this team. There's some good talent on this team. Uh, but unless you're on the same page, then you're going to struggle, and that's where the Jazz are right now. Craig Bowlerjack with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You expect kind of a bounce-back type effort tomorrow night? Well, last time we were here, uh, we knocked off Minnesota. They're having their own struggles too, Jake. I mean, that's that's what's amazing in this league. Uh, there's just a few teams that are hot, the Lakers included. Uh, and, you know, Minnesota, again, has a roster with Wiggins and Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and you would think that they'd be, you know, knocking off teams, you know, quite often, but that's not the case. I mean, I'm looking at, on the plane ride today, you know, I was trying to break them down. They haven't won in December. They're 0-5 and during the month of December, yet they have two guys that score, you know, 25-plus, um, Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, but they don't have a lot of help off the bench. They've moved around their point guards. Jeff Teague's coming off the bench now, and Wiggins has taken over uh, running the show in some regard. And Teague, I don't know if he'll even play tomorrow night. He's got, I think, an ankle problem. But, you know, every team has their issues, and I think fans have to realize that. And it's a long 82-game season. But I also get that, that Jazz fans are anxious to, to see what this team is and truly can they fix it. Um, you know, I wish I had the magic you know, answer for you. And I just sit back and try to watch and see how they all come together. But I understand the frustration of the fan base. This is a, you know, this is a smart base of fans in Utah. They see what I see. You guys see what I see. And you don't see a team that seems to be clicking at the moment. And you hope, you hope on the road, maybe that's where it starts again. Uh, you got a couple of road game, uh, home games when we come back before we go back on the road before Christmas. And you hope they fix it. And if not, it could be a long year. Uh, let's hope that's not the case. But um, I think fans are frustrated, and, and I get why. I understand. A lot of hype, and right now they're not living up. This team has not lived up to that preseason that preseason hype. So, Bowler, if you had one bit of information or one best guess that would be optimistic for this team, what would it be, and what is the negative that is the anchor that you see dragging? If you were to limit it to one on both sides of that aisle, how would you frame it? Well, I'm going to start with a negative. I think self self-doubt has really bombarded this team, and that's what they're dragging around right now. Um, I think if you put yourself in that place in any business, uh, if you're listening right now, and I've been in that situation, Gordo, Jake, you know what I'm talking about. You have a rough week, and you have uh, people who are doubting you. It can be a heavy anchor, especially at this level. I mean, we know what the salaries are. We know what the expectations are. And this is a very elite group of athletes that play in this league. I think the positive that I would go with is the fact there's character with this team. And it starts with the head coach and Quinn Snyder. Uh, that guy won't quit. And so I think that's something you have to hold on to. And if you're doubting him right now, look, the guy, I've been around him now six years. He's quality through and through. Basketball coach, you know, you can call him genius if you want. But the guy knows the game. 
And he's very good communicating with the players. And I think that's the one thing that he has to continue to do. Uh, and I think the leadership goes beyond Quinn. It goes, the leadership the Jazz have is very high quality. And I'll name three players that come to mind. Uh, Rudy's one, of course. Donovan is exceptional. And then I've got to just go with, with Jingle and Joe. Joe's been through hell and back, man. You know, he had a junior high teacher who told him, you'll never, you'll never make it. And every day and every time I talk to him or ask him about that, he always has that smirky smile on his face. And I think that's where you get, you know, his drive, his, his demeanor, the way that he approaches the game. There's character on this team. And I think if there's anything you can hold out for is the fact that those guys, along with others, will have the ability to hopefully bounce back and, and understand who they are. Uh, I don't see a lack of work. Uh, I'm at shoot-arounds and practices. I don't, there's never anyone slacking. Uh, I think it's just a matter of fact of just getting the job done and rebuilding some confidence. Because right now, I think, Gordo, the anchor is the self-doubt that has really dragged this team down. And each time you lose, that anchor becomes a little heavier. And they need to try to find a light in the load because they've got to have fun again, right? And that's what I see, too. And part of this, this whole process, it's a game still. And you got to be able to have fun. And I'm hoping that that, that happens sooner than later. Bowler, stay inside. Thanks for coming on, as always, and uh, we'll be watching and listening tomorrow. Well, if you see someone standing outside and he looks like a popsicle, uh, it could be me. But I'll, I will, I will, uh, I will stay in the warmth of uh, the hotel for sure tonight, guys. Thanks, Paul. and I hope that answers some question, man. This is debate city, right, right now, because the expectations are so high, and I, I understand it. Uh, I feel it too. You know, traveling with these guys, and you guys cover them on a daily, nightly basis too, Jake, and uh, you probably see a lot what I see. Yep. And uh, I'm just kind of anxious to see where this goes. Folks out there are grumpy, Bowler, but of course <laughs> never never grumpy with you, Bowler. You're the oh, best. yes, they have been, my friend. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Believe me, they have. You know what, though? Happy holidays. It's almost here. Christmas, New Year's, so hopefully that's a, a turning point as well for this team. Thanks, Bowler. See you soon. See you, buddy. Greg Bowler, Jack, television hey, voice of the Utah Jazz. like he sees it there. I'm not sugarcoating it. Yep. I uh, want to remind you about our uh, good friends at Mr. Mac. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Come join Scotty and Hans Wednesday. That would be tomorrow from noon to 3, 5690 South Redwood Road, right there in Taylorsville. Well, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Head coach of Weber State Football, Jay Hill. Is it something that you can use to go into a kid's home with their family there and say, not only are we going to take care of you, but now we've been to this level of the playoffs three years in a row and beyond? I think everybody knows if you just look at us, we're a legit top five team in the country for three years in a row now. And if you want to play for a contender, then this is a great place to obviously do it. And I believe we're still getting better where we've been a top five team now for three years in a row, we still got a big step to take forward, and hopefully it's this year to where we're more like a top one or two team in the country. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.